0: Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to Emmy-nominated editors Paul Peltikian, Ramin Mortazavi, and Sax Eno about their work on *Vanderpump Rules*. <laughs> I just wanted to start out with a more general question about reality i mean you guys have all had such illustrious um careers in the unstructured reality space and i'm just curious what have you guys all seen change from i mean starting 20 years ago to where we are today i mean what what's been the biggest the biggest change in in terms of of what you guys are seeing in terms of the edits in terms of um, the content that's being um, given to you guys—I mean, it's obviously different for the viewer—but I'm just—I'm curious what you guys are seeing um, from your bays.
1: You want to take that ball?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in my perspective, I think you know, from 20 years ago, there was no such thing as social media, right? And so, so much of kind of what's going on when the cameras are off or on, uh, whether it's um, through that kind of direct feedback like we saw this season, right? We were kind of in the midst of cutting this show and we were seeing the immediate response from the audience uh, watching it and being engaged with it. And 20 years ago, that didn't exist. You would work in a bubble for months on end and then put your product out there. And then the only feedback you'd get from it whether people liked it or not were nielsen ratings did it do good did it not do good and now it's just like how's it blowing up on on twitter or instagram or what are on tiktok who who's creating shorts to like you know have fun with the content like so many cool things have come out of um this season specifically um but it's just been fun to to work on it uh, and I think more so this season than any other season before
1: yeah, I agree i I, I think I think to kind of expand on what Paul was saying, you know it, it it's it, it, it's a little bit challenging and at the same time in an ironic way it's advantageous basically with social media a lot of a lot of times because we you know have shot and we're almost trying to catch up to what a lot of the fans already know if they follow these. You know, a cast member, so they they know a lot of things that have happened, and you know, during you know hiatus or something, and we're we're, we're trying to catch up to them. Uh, and, but at the same time, we have access to a lot of their feeds, to a lot of the things that they they post. So, um, you know, I think that that's that's definitely one of the biggest changes is social media. And in terms of you know being all you know tech geeky, you know, it's just uh, the the way we, um, we work uh, in terms of, you know, like 20 years ago, my goodness, you know, when, when, during the online process, you had these massive drives that would only have 500 gigs and you would just have to stack them up. And now, you know, you can get little, little cars like this that are two, three terabytes. So, you know, there's been a lot of changes tech technology wise, but yeah, the biggest thing I think is social media for sure.
3: Yeah. yeah I, that's, that's an interesting question about how it's changed. Uh, it it's there was a there was a scene in the uh, Scandal episode of this this season where Tom Schwartz went over to Katie Maloney's house and she kind of like grilled him, and David Spade did like his own commentary on it online, and that's just the kind of thing that obviously would have never happened twenty years ago. But yeah, because of social media. Um, it's changed a lot and i and i think as reality tv um has changed 20 years ago there were a lot of like mean shows and i worked on a lot of those shows you know like joe millionaire or uh my big fat obnoxious fiance or these shows where you're tricking the cast there's some kind of like uh lie going on there was a lot of fox shows like that and so maybe it was a little mean-spirited in the beginning of reality tv um and maybe it's gotten to be I would say a little more sophisticated, um, and yeah, these shows like Vanderpump Rules that are like docu-soap docu-series, uh, ocu series um, where you're really in these people's lives and you know uh, following their real lives. That's that's the kind of show I love to work on, and and I feel like there's more shows like that today than there was twenty years ago.
0: Mm, no, absolutely. I think when I saw um, John Hamm and uh John Slattery <laughs> do their thing on uh watch what happens live I think I was like okay this this has hit the the zeitgeist in a totally different way which is um I mean so exciting to see and um just to see that take off too is in its own um right extremely special um but I'm curious I mean when it come when it came to this particular season, obviously you guys have been on this show. Um, in various capacities for an extended period of time. And I'm just curious how, I mean, and maybe there's an obvious answer to this question, but maybe there's not. And I mean, what was the biggest change for, or what was the biggest surprise or change um, that you guys saw in um, editing this particular um, season?
1: Um, i'm i'm not sure if if there's a you know if there's a drastic change for this season um i do think that that particular storyline was um was a little bit ch- more challenging uh to tell just because it was a lot of spec you know speculations going on um you know but i think you know we we did our best to try to somewhat thread, you know, that storyline throughout the episodes until it, it it kind of broke. So I don't I don't know if it was um, a different style, but I think def- definitely with the f- season finale, that episode definitely felt completely different than any other episodes, um, you know, in in the last ten seasons. I you know that. That was just pure, raw emotion, um, you know, very little music, especially with that very first scene between Ariana and Tom Sandoval, uh, you know, and, and what I I think we did a a nice job just capturing, you know, um, the, the, the moment and, and not making it feel edit. And I think, you know, Sax did that scene specifically and, you know, he did. Yeah, we he did a great job. So I think that's that that episode to me felt different than anything else before it.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, on on one hand, though, generally I think we came into the season, and, and I started a little bit later scheduling wise. Um, but when I came on, um, there was definitely a sense of like, hey, this is season ten. There's we've already come into this knowing that our cast dynamic had changed, you know, Tom and Katie had broken up. Uh, James and Raquel had broken up. Um, And so, you know, we were kind of looking for a fresher vibe a little bit, you know, just small little tweaks. And I think Christian, our co-nominee who uh, cut episode one, did a really fantastic job kind of just elevating the vibe of the show in that first episode really well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, in that respect, I think stylistically the show really hasn't changed, but we're always encouraged to try new things, you know, use the opportunities in a scene or or in a transitional aspect to kind of just take it up a notch. And we've kind of always been encouraged to do that,
3: Hmm. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that um, Jesse Friedman cut this one sequence in, in this episode that got nominated um, where, you know, trying to explain Scandiball, but doing it in a creative way editorial so that, you know, mm-hmm. we, he did this kind of like rewind effect and took all these different scenes that we weren't using and used some voiceover from Lala to kind of try to explain where we were with the, the Skandoval story at that point. And I think that was like, you know, super creative, something that really we hadn't done on the show before. And um yeah, I think this episode just felt different even I would say even before uh Skandoval happened. That it, it was a it it was there's a lot of freshness to it. Obviously uh there were these breakups and everything. So so it was a different season. And then when the momentum of the Scandoval story started getting bigger and bigger, um, you know, we started building those episodes, to, you know, to that one point. And um, when Ariana contacted production the day after she found out that Tom sinoval had cheated on her, we picked up cameras right away and shot this extra episode. And so, yeah, that episode felt different because the emotion was so raw and, um you know we were really seeing that that reaction from ariana like almost in real time because it happened you know really quickly so yeah mm. it's it's been a fun season for sure
0: mm. and so walk me through what happens after that call you get and then sort of what the the next um few weeks the next month sort of entails in terms of getting this turned around and out to the public as quick as possible
3: yeah i think you know ariana contacted production production made a choice with the network let's pick up cameras let's record this right now we don't really know what is going to happen we don't know where this is going but you know tom santa and ariana are still living together we want to get cameras in there and they were they were gracious enough to let that happen and let those cameras in and it and it was just this, you know, real raw life moment that we happened to capture. And then the fallout that happened from that breakup between Ariana and Tom Sandoval, you know, Tom Sandoval going over to Tom Schwartz's house to talk to him and having this big emotional reaction of apology and I'm sorry when he didn't have, he didn't seem to have that reaction with Ariana. And then, you know, Christine comes over and speaks with Ariana, which was interesting to see them together because Ariana had been together with Tom Sandoval when tom sandoval and kristen were together so it was kind of like a a full circle moment and um you know we had scenes where uh tom sandoval goes over and speaks with lisa and you know there there were all these scenes that just were really organic to what was going on and the we kind of just structured the episode around those those new scenes that we shot and yeah we had to turn it on
1: we had to turn around pretty quickly Yeah, you, you usually, um, you know, we get a lot, um, schedule-wise, we get a lot uh, more time to kind of build an, an episode. And in that case, I think it was, we we're pretty much down to only, you know, a few editors and story producers and uh, when that news broke. And so, um, yeah, it, it was just like, okay. We're, you know we're we're shooting this we're're we're we're capturing all this and it's going to be all hands on deck because we got to turn this around real quickly you know at, at that time we, you know we were even discussing the uh the reunion and um so so when this broke it was like okay like within just a few days it was full staff all hands on deck and and we turned around this episode that under normal circumstances would have taken a lot longer and and we turned around pretty quick because it, we had to wrap it up before uh, you know the 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 reunion shows
0: mm-hmm. and Paul anything you want to add there
2: or no they they actually covered it really well um you know it was a it was a very uh, delicate situation overall you know a lot of uh high emotions um and you know handling that footage in a sensitive way so that you know that story can be told you know properly Mm -hmm. um but yeah like raman said i mean you know typically a season starts off slow and then ramps up and then you're at this peak for many months and then as episodes start to air and You know we're nearing the end which we thought we were nearing the end of our season and we were you know starting to wrap up the last few episodes and all of a sudden this thing happens um and then it was like ramp back up again (laughs) you know and like everybody go got to make it happen and you know it's fun and it's challenging and um and yeah kind of going back to what i said earlier it's just you don't get many opportunities like this in your career to see and work on something at the exact same time everything is like kind of like unfolding and like you know every day was something new
0: Mm. and a more broad question i mean what do you guys think is the biggest misconception with reality um and maybe especially with vanderpump rules and then um what do you guys think the biggest misconception about editing reality is?
3: Well, I, th- I think we, we get asked a lot, you know, like, you know, oh, how, how real is reality TV? And this, this show is one of those shows where we, they can't, our cast can't help but be themselves. And they're so real all the time. And they're willing to give themselves even if it's you know the good, the bad, and the ugly, and so I I feel like maybe there's a criticism of reality TV that it's scripted or something like that, and that's just not the case with Punk Rules. Um, it's you know the network really wants it to be as you know following their real real lives as much as possible, and we just try to do everything we can to to tell those real stories, and you know without trying to. Manipulated or try to create something that's not there so i I think that's the biggest misconception is that it's something other than real
2: oh yeah i mean we we get uh hammered on social media all the time that you know production does this and production does that and they knew about this and they knew about that and blah 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 and it's like no we no we don't we really don't like these people come ready to work They come ready to be themselves and to be open and to share their their stories. And we have an amazing team, a production team that's ready to go at, at a drop of the hat. And so that's probably why it seems like things are super planned. And it's just not. It's just really experienced people who are ready to go when the cast is ready to, you know, give their all. And it's just, a, it's like a perfect combination of, of everything. You know what I mean? It like, you, you can't, you can't even plan 90% of the things that, that come out of their mouths. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't script it. It's just too good. It's too good and that's what makes working on this show is just so much fun because you just don't know what's what's coming down the pipe we don't know what the end of the season is going to look like you know on day one we don't even know what the next day is going to be things can go in a completely different direction than you expected
1: yeah i agree i mean I, I, there there's a much that i can add but i think I, the, the biggest misconception is um yeah that that reality tv is not real and uh, I, can, I can tell you for sure, uh, Vanderpump Rules, and many other shows I've worked on, it's 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 all real. And I think Pump Rules um, is is definitely quite different than some of the other shows I've worked on, just because the relationships had already existed. You know, these guys were already servers at Sir and. Uh, you know, a lot of them wanted to be just, you know, at, you know, actors coming into Los Angeles, and they had different career plans and and things like that. And so the 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 relationship had all already existed, and all we did was just capture it. And and so a lot of their fights or a lot of the the, the emotions that you see, you know, they're they're deeply rooted because they've had these relationships. Um, so and that you know and that's yeah, there's there's nothing that is uh that's that's fake about reality or especially vanderpump rules
0: Mm. and talk to me about emmy nomination morning and where you all were and how you found out about your emmy nomination
1: uh i'll start because it wasn't very glamorous for me i was (laughs) waiting in the parking lot getting waiting for my dentist to get a root canal (laughs) and uh (laughs) <laughs> but I knew the Emmys were going to be announced, so and you know, with, with all the you know speculation and with all the uh, you know the 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 odds makers and the predictions, you know they they had us uh, listed, and so you know obviously I was intrigued and in, and in, to see if I we were, we were going to get nominated, and uh, so I watched a live take uh, live program, and then of course right after that was over, on on the site on the website, uh, you know they they were announced on on the Emmy website and. So yeah, so right right away, you know, I, I, I texted my son and I said, hey, you know, um, your dad is now <laughs> an Emmy nominated, uh, you have an Emmy nominated father now because growing up he would always uh, make fun of me. He goes, ah, you're just a button pusher, dad. You just push keyboards. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to kind of just throw that in his face. But anyway, it was it was in good fun and and yeah, and, and then you know the start the calls and the text started coming in. Uh, unfortunately, afterwards I was in a lot of pain, but. Uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was you know it, it was it was a good medication for me to uh, to have for that day. so
0: yeah, that would be the best news I would have after uh, yeah having... it was. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah, I think uh, we're, we're, uh, we were we just dropped off my kid at uh, summer like a day camp and we were walking back home and I was like, oh I th- oh my God, they're announcing it. And so I looked, you know, and sure enough, uh, that, that's how I, uh, found out kind of like, uh, Ramin and, uh, I think my wife was actually more excited cause, uh, you know, she started jumping up and down, um, look at, looking forward, I think to the, to the big event. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I, I, I truthfully forgot that those, that the announcement was happening that day and I was just living, you know, just going about my day. And Jen Metz, which is who's one of our executive producers, she texted me and she said, "Congratulations!" And I at first I didn't know <laughs> what she's talking about, and then she sent me the uh, screenshot of, of the nomination with our names on it, and it was like overwhelming. It was it was you know it was, for me it was really unexpected, and um, yeah, it was it was very exciting. And then yeah, lots of phone calls and texts came in, and it was you know it was a pretty pretty unique morning for sure. Mm.
2: Yeah, you never know in this business really like over 20 years some sometimes you work on a lot of duds and sometimes you work on some great shows that you really enjoy working on and and think it has legs and potential to you know, even just make it to a season 2 for example and 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 the fact that you're on a show that makes it 10 seasons and kind of has a cult following to it, I think and and I think people really enjoy it and deserved an Emmy nomination, maybe multiple times in the past. Um, and so you just never know. It's almost like, it's a little bit like almost winning the lottery, you know? Uh, Cause you just don't know where your career is going to go and what show you're going to end up on or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it really is kind of, it's, it's fun. And it's just nice to be recognized by your peers in the business. Mm.
0: And then, I mean, final question for you guys. I mean, you uh, you're one of you guys mentioned that you guys are editing the new season. I'm not going to ask about any spoilers because I know I, it will get knocked down immediately. but is there any pressure going into this next season, knowing that the bar, I mean, like you were saying, um Paul, I mean, it kind of you sort of in the you end on a high note, but it's like you guys ended on a like a note that's higher than high. so. Um is there any pressure that you guys have going into this this next season and um and what you guys are um what you guys are faced with in terms of um this sort of next
1: chapter per se uh, I, I i mean i i i don't see it as as pressure again like but you know i i i just started yesterday and i you know as fan of the show, I wanted to see what was, you know, what the storylines have developed into. And so um, there, there's, there's, I I don't, I don't see it as, as pressure in terms of, you know, Oh, we gotta, we gotta, you know, match if not better, what we, you know, what happened last season. But for me it's, it's, it's more about making sure that, a lot of that momentum and a lot of that, um, you know, a, a, a lot of the storylines continue on and, you know, and and we do a, a, a great job telling that story, you know, and, and continuing it just, you know, for for everybody. And I think we are all, I think we can agree, all of, our, all of us editors, we, we truly are fans of the show. So as fans of the show, you're going to make sure you... You, you you do it justice and 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 you, and you tell the stories properly and um and so yeah no I, I I think I'm looking forward to you know taking that momentum and just continuing it for uh for season 11.
3: yeah I, I feel like you know any any pressure from the outside we just have to shut out you know and it's it's just you have to go into the the season that you normally you know the way that you normally would and I, I I know now never to underestimate this cast and every time I think maybe it's kind of slowing down a little bit there just is again they can't help themselves so to, but they can't help but be themselves and and story comes out of that every time so I'm confident that you know that these characters are gonna do what they do every time and somehow come together and and we'll be you know pulling out some great stories for next season.
2: Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is uh, I think if if we're if we're going into this with the mindset that we have to like one up last season, we would we would like Ramin Ramin said we we we'd be like doing a disservice to the story. Uh, we'd be doing a disservice to to the audience. We'd be we'd be trying to create something that wasn't real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got to let them sort of give us what they want to give us and how much of that they want to give us that's that's up to them um and and we'll do the you know the best we can like we always do um and outside of that you know we're going to have fun making it
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery. But a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.